begin. Let's do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. First one, number one. Pressure. <laughs> the pressure. Yeah. So I am here with a former colleague of mine, Mr. Fraser Brown, none other than. How are you doing, fella? How's it going? I'm not bad, Rich. Yourself? Yeah. All right, mate. All right. Good. It's going well. Um, Good. How's, how's life? How's, how's things treating you? Life life's pretty good. Um, you know, work wise, it's crazy. It always is at Brewdog. Um, yeah, a lot going on. Do a, a fair a few bits out with the Brewdog realm as well in terms of cybersecurity, UK IT leaders stuff as well. So, yeah, pretty busy. I'm not sure that goes down well with the misses, but <laughs> Does that's it why I hide in my man cave. I just <laughs> I get away. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so you're, you mentioned you're a brew, uh, I'll get my words out in a bit, you're Brewdog. Mm-hmm. How did you come across that role? How did you get there? What's your story? Yeah, do you know, it was an interesting one. Um, they, they, they'd kind of reached out to me. I don't think it was an advertised role. Um, at the time, I was doing some consultancy work. And um, yeah, they, they, they'd reached out to me and just sort of say, look, this is our vision of where we're going as a business. Um they had a couple of personnel changes. Um, there was a new finance director in who I ultimately report into. And uh, yeah, just have one of those kind of relatively informal conversations, which then leads to a more formal conversation, all during lockdown. And I, I think that's an interesting thing. It's probably far easier to have those conversations in lockdown than it was in a traditional, I'm stuck in the office how do I get out of the office and, and, you know, don't look too circumspect, you know, wearing a suit or whatever, but, you know, all done online, which probably made it easier. Um, I think at the time, I think, you know, in that classic way of, you you know, wear a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever, but then because it's online, you're, I was literally like throwing on a shirt. <laughs> and a tie. Hi, how are we doing? And then, well, I wouldn't wear a tie, but, you know, pushing it to wear a shirt at Brewdog, but um yeah sure and then finish having a chat and then back on with the t-shirt so that no one's like why are you wearing a shirt in in, in the house um because of you know obviously no need for smart cash or whatever it was yeah yeah totally you see there with your pajamas on under the desk yeah man so i mean i did, did a bit of that and then i actually went up to the to the, the brewery and, and did a, a, a kind of it was a face-to-face, but with masks on. It was kind of weird. Um, but it was great just to actually get out and, and have a, a conversation. And it see just people, I suppose, back right. in those times as well. He was very isolated. Yeah. And... Do you know? And it just it just seemed right. It was right timing, I think. So from a consultancy point of view, I was doing my contract was up for renewal. I'd got the renewal, but there was an actual, there was an exit point that I could just go, well, I'll not take the renewal. Um, and that's what what happened. It was just around Christmas Christmas time, and um, you know, just really good. I think it's far easier to get excited about a brand and a business where you're kind of bought into it a bit. I I quite like a beer. Yeah, um, it's far more exciting than than some of the organisations. No disrespect to those organisations that had a great time at them. However, you know, when I worked in banking, you don't really get too excited about dry, current accounts or investments yeah. necessarily. Whereas you've got an end product, that's kind of something which you can really get bought into. And, you know, the vision which was being sold to me 
it, it, it seemed like a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of, when was that then? So that was January, a couple of, two years ago now, we, uh, two years past January that uh, I basically started. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. So give us, give us sort of an overview of your role, what you do, if you can, if you're allowed to. Yeah, so um, so I'm global I, global head of IT at BrewDog. So <clears throat> what does that entail? It entails looking after the kind of end user computing experience. So we've got headquarter buildings kind of dotted around the world. The main one up past Aberdeenshire and Ellen. Um, we've got one in Ohio. We've got one down under. We've got one in Berlin. And and so there, there's core users there that use a laptop and use, you know the usual kind of office requirement there so we, we we absolutely support them it's the networking it's the the infrastructure it's the server side of things over and above that you know usual stuff collaboration file sharing <clears throat> also have to wear a CISO hat as well so we'll look at the cyber <coughs> security side of things and then there's the bars and the hotels themselves so what are we we're probably somewhere north of 100 odd sites globally and so the, the technology there is kind of you know pcs to help out front of house back of house um networking so wi-fi and setups like that that, that we get involved involved in or, or we actually do depending on where it is if it's in the uk we tend to get hands on it obviously further afield uh, we will lean on third parties to, to kind of help us out um, oh, wow because we're an, an amazingly lean team, but we do a huge amount. So there's a massive variety of work that we'll get involved in, you know, whether it's, you know, helping set up a new warehouse, which happened last year, where we get the technology in place for the second warehouse, um, you know, our main site down at Eurocentral near Motherwell, um, or it's extension buildings, or it's a, um, it's the, the AD plant, the aerobic digestion plant that we've got up at Ellen. It's kind of get, helping get set up there. So there's stuff which comes out of left field quite quickly. There's stuff, you know, unlike a traditional business where you might have a project portfolio of work mapped out for the year or 18 months ahead or whatever, there isn't really that. So there's a lot of stuff which is, right, crikey. James will say something on socials. Well, that'll mean that something will come through yeah. the through the the kind of pipeline for us to deal with, and and that's great. And it, it, there's a variety there which uh, you know we don't normally deal with in, in other organisations. So there's never never a dull moment. Some of it pulling my hair out a little bit. Do you know what? <laughs> because there's that expectation that you can move quickly, which we can in certain circumstances, but there are challenges as you know. We all know we'd like to do things quickly, but the reality is sometimes it takes a bit longer to do what folk are asking. So yeah, so you, so you actually have to go into the bars and set up all the IT in the bars as well as the offices and yeah. Well, so so I don't, but we we, we do work in partnership with um, some of our retail colleagues to to do that. Um, if it's closer to home, so my guys are all based on near Ellen. So if it's something closer to home, a bar closer to home, they will go and do like a bar upgrade. So uh, a few weeks ago, they did a bar upgrade in Sterling. And my guys kind of dealt with that. I have the kind of nervous feeling every time I go into a BrewDog bar, because, you know, I also want to go incognito because there's always that worry of, oh, wait a minute, you work in IT while you're here, 
Yeah. And it, do you know what? It would be fine if they did that or anyone did that, but they do. They don't. But there's that nervousness. I'm always like, how quick's the Wi-Fi? Does everything look all right? You know, um, and that's when I'm out of work uh, yeah. and you know with the family or whatever. But um, jumping yeah, beyond the bar to fix the epos tail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, um, as I say, we, we kind of work closely with our retail colleagues and third-party providers, so we don't necessarily deal with every bit of technology in, in the bar, but kind of the core backbone of the, the networking kind of Wi-Fi is the, the main bit, if you like. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you mentioned like every day is almost almost different, so you you don't really have a day-to-day routine, I guess. Uh, well, you know, I've got into the routine. Um, you clearly need that, or I need that, certainly. Um, I kind of felt my guys needed it a bit through lockdown, just making sure that, you know, whilst we were all remote at the time, um, that they, they knew that we we were having a regular catch-up and there there was, a, a you know, someone there listening to, to a voice of, of, of kind of their concerns or, or kind of help that was there. Because when I joined in, you know, it was kind of well publicized. I, I kind of joined, and then there was this immediate kerfuffle about the culture and Bru- culture and Brewdog. Yeah, you know, it was it was in the papers. It was it was on the BBC, and it was quite weird for me because um, I was a bit kind of I don't I don't see any difference to the culture to anywhere else I've I've really worked. Um, you know. I've worked in loads of places and, and, and never really had too much of an issue. So I didn't see anything that over, to be overly worried about. But I was conscious of my guys making sure that they knew I was there and knew that they could have a conversation. So the routine of that in terms of stand-ups and um, on a Friday we do like a catch-up with the team, but I try and make it more interesting. So we we do a quiz. Yeah. You know, just to kind of mix it up a bit and try and have a bit more fun. It's not all about the kind of the daily grind and the the kind of the problems which are maybe taxing us a little bit. So um that kind of routine's fine. Um but over and above that it's kinda of like wait some of it is waiting to kind of right, what's gonna crawl out the woodwork. But if I've got that in my head and that's gonna happen when it happens, it is almost the routine. Yeah, yeah, cool. So what kind of stuff are you working with? Um, well, so, yeah, so when we when I first joined, um, there's been a lot of chat about, uh, and it's kind of well publicised that there's a potential IPO in the offing. So a lot of what I was kind of brought in to do was to, to look at processes and procedures, which were kind of dirty words in BrewDog, you know, because it was kind of, you want to be a bit punk and Brewdog and why do we need that? We're different. And yeah. absolutely that, that has br- been brilliant for them in terms of that growth from two guys and a dog in a garage, you know, 2007 to where we are now. Um, but as we kind of look to potentially IPO at some stage, it's about the processes and procedures. So a lot of stuff I was doing was around kind of, do you know what, let's look at processes and procedures, but let's look at it and frame it in the way, you know, ISO 27001, what does that kind of framework look like? And then work the processes and procedures off that. So you kind of looked as a kind of strategic way to go, do you know what, we might certify at some stage, but let's kind of revolve it around that. So there was a bit of the processes and procedures. There was a bit around strategy around what we want to do with um, kind of on-prem server setup, 
Um, so we kind of gone we've gone to kind of a hybrid model regarding um, kind of cloud compute, and 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 that's helped us out a little bit as well because we probably didn't think too much around the business continuity and the DR side of it. So there was a big bit of work to look at DR business continuity, which helps us in the cloud because it's it, it'll be, it's far easier for us to spin things up and yep. look at recovery, which. You know what? If you're a big organization, you you probably have a disaster recovery site, either paid for or you've got your own one, and and that wasn't where we were at from 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 a Brewdog point of view. So there was a bit of work to kind of get us to that stage as well, and then there was a huge chunk that we we needed to work on from a cyber point of view. So that was kind of doing the kind of the basics, the tea and toilets of cybersecurity, if you like. You know, looking at uh, you know, multi-factor authentication and things like that, which you you know probably you and I think would be a given in an organisation. But you know what, a lot of organisations don't think. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of organisations don't think they they'll be attacked or or hit. Or why would you attack a company that makes something as cool as beer? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but that that that's kind of where we're at. So actually, my first two years were about really really about investment and having the buy-in. An understanding from the CFO and beyond to go, that makes perfect sense. Go ahead, which is great. And it's great for my team because then they're like, oh, great, we're getting to do this. Um, so we, we've done a whole bunch of stuff around that. We've looked at innovative kind of technologies and cyber security. So kind of the ability to do pen testing as and when we want to do it via a company which spun out of Mossad in Israel. Um, and we can run that kind of, you know, if we've got a new server, we can almost test to see, stand up test it to see what, what any kind of vulnerabilities out of it, any kind of challenges we've got with it, and kind of deal with things like that. So we've we've been able to do some pretty neat things, and I think that's kind of helped my team because then you're getting to do some pretty snazzy stuff. But it's all stuff which stacks up and, and helps us move forward as an organization and you know, shows that we're kind of growing up as an organisation, which is, uh, I think, really important. It really helps, doesn't it? When, yeah. you, when you're sort of aligning with the right policies and procedures and, and everything's falling into place, it just makes yeah. everyone's life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Cool. Um, so what underrated tools are indispensable for you to do your job? Oh, underrated tools. Interesting one. Well, not um, even underrated, just tools are indispensable. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, 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 there's certain tools which are indispensable around the business, um, and I quite like looking at them as well. So, you know, if you're – we've got an, I've got an app on, on my phone, which a lot of the, the senior guys will have, which allows them to look at how we're trading in all the bars globally. So you get, a, a, like, a, a live picture of that. Um almost like a, a you know a pulse on how the business is running i love doing that and i love doing it when i step into the bar and i go I wonder how the bar did yesterday and then I, I look and see how it's doing today that's brilliant because it keeps it real it keeps it alive for you also if you've got a an incident in a bar so there might be a problem with um some of the technology for for whatever reason you know someone's dug through the fiber or whatever um you can see what impact that makes, and that brings it to life a bit more as well, which is which is really helpful. Um, over and above that, you know, clearly, well, not clearly necessarily, but 
I work remotely. Whereas now that COVID's thankfully kind of passed us by, um, and hopefully it stays that way, we've kind of gone back to the model of being in the office sort of three, four days a week. So my, my guys are kind of back in, but I'm clearly remote. So that ability to be able to do things and have my regular catch-ups. and so, so Teams is kind of underrated, yeah. I think. I mean, it might drive people insane from the point of view of, <laughs> oh, hell, I can't escape, or there's yeah. my ugly mug on, on video again, and you're kind of staring at the screen for, for a while. But it gives us flexibility. And, you know, we're, we're very good at kind of bad-mouthing it now that we've kind of returned to a level of normality. But if it wasn't for Teams, we'd all be gubbed, or your Zoom, we'd all be yeah, absolutely or... stuffed. And I kind of reflect on that, you know, if, it, if COVID had happened... I don't know, 15, 20 years ago when I started in banking and things like that, I just don't know how we would have coped to kind of deal with it. Th- I know, think the we world would have fallen apart, wouldn't it? Think, yeah. Sort of back then when people were still using ISDN lines and dial it up, dial it up and yeah. load balancing multiple ISDN lines across it and, and things like that. No one had even heard of re- kind of remote working or... Yeah. Or do, do you know, I... I, I I, and I remember working at the bank and the kind of, um, I guess, the badge of honour from a technology point of view was if you got a pager. Yeah. Do you know, that was like, that was the cool kind of technology. I've got a pager so that you could get called out to go, there's a problem with the system. It, you know, that's the kind of weird thing. So you didn't have a mobile at that stage when you first started, or when I first started in technology and banking in 1998. <laughs> Do you know, that's how it was. So I just I can almost take it for granted a little bit. So, um, yeah, those probably those two things are probably underrated in terms of the things that help me do my job. It'll be different yeah, yeah, totally. everyone else. But... Yeah, cool. Um, what kind of um, operating systems are you run in? Is it mainly Mac or Windows or...? So, so, so we're mainly a Windows house. Uh, you, you, you might expect... I'm sure it's the same in a lot of organizations that you've got a certain kind of group of users who will use Macs. And you can you can probably imagine who they are and they're probably the same in every organization around the globe. So we've got a smattering of, of, of Macs as well. So um, we kind of deal with that probably through gritted teeth to begin with, but we're kind of getting on top of that more now. Um, and you're, you, you mentioned sort of the hybrid environment that you're running all your servers and stuff in. Is that Azure or AWS or? Well, we, we, we kind of split it up a bit. So we almost 50-50. Um, and it was kind of a conscious decision to look at splitting up, not all, having your eggs in all one basket, looking at the kind of the recoverability capability. Can you recover from one into the other and things like that? So um that, that was one reason why we kind of split it up, but also to keep them both honest. Yeah. So you can almost go, well, you know, if you're not doing, this isn't great or that's not great or you're up for a renewal, you might, well, you do what you need to do to get the best price. So yeah, then it's yeah, kind of playing them off against each other almost. Well, you do, you do, you do. Um, so, and, and again, going back to the keeping everyone in the team interested in the work, there's a variety there because it's a different setup, you know, it's much yeah. of a muchness, but you're doing things differently. So there's a variety to keep folk interested in 
you know, what they're training on the job, they're getting that capability and that exposure to things which they might not get in other organisations. Yeah, totally. Um, so what's the your biggest pain point using sort of the hybrid environment setup? Um, it's probably just keeping control on costs. Because it's so easy. So um, the, the way that we kind of split it within, I guess, technology within, within Brewdog is whilst I, I look after IT, I don't look after the websites. So there's a digital team that look after the website. So they're kind of spinning things up quite readily, you know, testing different um, website setups um, and, and getting things ready to push the market or we might have a campaign which needs a pop-up site or something like that. So they, they, they historically have spun up things very quickly. And that's great. You know, the technology allows you to do that. The annoying thing is, though, I get the bill. It's dangerous. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, you know, you can see the cost kind of, which we all do it on the camera that way. You see the cost, cost creeping up on a monthly basis. So kind of, we made, again, we made a conscious decision to try and get our hands around that a bit more. And we, we don't always have the time to do it because you kind of jump from one thing to the next and you go, yeah, we'll come back to that. So we do that and we have been trying to do that a bit more with third parties to kind of third party partners to help us manage that better because we're kind of incredibly, um, you know, we, we've been incredibly hit by the cost increases as most people have, both from, you know, business point of view and personally finances have been taking a hit but you know energy costs have hit us if you think about the volume of bars that we have globally for paying for the electricity and those you know um production of the beer and itself is very uh, energy intensive kind of part of the organization so our costs have kind of crept up our materials costs have gone up as well and so it's incumbent upon us as kind of custodians of the it set up to try and do our best to get the best value for money out of the services that we take but also make sure we're doing them efficiently and you often forget when things are working and no one's complaining about it they're probably just chuntering away in the background but you've maybe not you know done the best housekeeping to kind of go right actually we don't need that anymore or you stop using that let's spin that down or switch it off or God forbid, do the screen test if you're not sure about it and see what calls out the woodwork. But that, that's kind of nature of where we're at with uh, a lot of the cloud stuff at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting challenge. Yeah. What's what's one of the bits of your life, your tech life that you cannot live without? I think for me, so the, the, the pen test stuff is is, is massive for, for, for me. And I think, I think it's massive because... I get almost get a school report out of it. Yeah. So it gives me the dashboard where I can go, right, we've got a concern, concern here, 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 because it's such a good um, bit of software that, um, do you know, it tells you how to fix it. And it kind of maps it out. Then if you fix it, then it'll actually solve a couple of issues down here, which is, which is great, great for my guys. It's great for me in as much as you feel as though you get a level of comfort out of, what you've deployed in as much as anyone could be happy with yeah anything that's connected to the internet well you know with the best one again with the best one in the world you could have all the tools in the world throw the money at it but have you 
plugged every vulnerability, attack vector. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you anyone never going to a heartbeat. It's, it's just one of those things. Yeah, but but that's the one that gives me the most. I guess does it give me joy. Maybe it gives me joy. Yeah, maybe I'll go with joy. But yeah, that 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 one really makes me kind of. I'm glad I've got it. It makes me happier to have it. Cool. Going on to a bit of kind of personal stuff about yourself now. Um, if you could go back in time and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be and why? Wear sunscreen? No. Um, <laughs> what would it be? Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, when, what, 18. So at 18, I'd be go, I would be going to uni. So interestingly, I, I've got a law degree, so it's got nothing to do with IT. <laughs> so would I say to myself, go and do something different? I might have told myself to go do something different. Um, I don't know if, what you know at eighteen. I think you think you know everything. Yeah, yeah, you think you know everything and know actually nothing. Yeah, um, which I'm looking forward to with, with my kids at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, I I don't know. I don't know what would it. Yeah, maybe it would be. I don't know. I, I think I had a. I I, I I kind of really wanted to do economics and history, which sounds really boring. But that was my preferred subject choice for for uni, and, and I and I ended up doing law. But um, and that was because, if I remember rightly, my mum and dad were away on holiday, and I got my my grades through, and you had to go through UCAS, you know, the university kind of entrance dudes to chat to them about stuff. And I phoned up to say, look, I've spoken to this university that wants to give me, uh, wants to let me in to do economics and history based on my grades. Um, so I want to change what I've got there in my first choice. And the, the, the woman on the end of the line said, no, you can't. If you don't take this, then you'll you'll have to um, forego going to university oh, wow. this year. And my mum and dad weren't about it, and I was just like, oh, okay then. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just go and do law then. And, and so that would be what I would say to my 18-year-old self would be, no, you should have said no and had a bit more of a conversation rather than just bottling it and going, all right, I'll do law then. Just being told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So what, okay, spinning it around, what advice would you give to someone that's just about to enter the working world? Oh gosh. I mean, I think entering the working world, if you, you, you soak things up like a sponge and, and just be super attentive, I think that, that that's massively helpful. I mean, if I think about it from an IT point of view, and, and I, I think that's maybe the bit where I, I do worry about IT as a career for folks who are just coming out of university. I think cybersecurity, you'll probably be all right for a while yet, but I think with the, what we're seeing with like AI, GBT and stuff like that, I, I really think that we'll start to see that less of a need for folks in IT or we'll see a change in the 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 roles and stuff like that. So I, I worry about that. Would I tell my kids to go into IT? I might not actually. Yeah, I mean, I my not. my eldest daughter, she's she's only just well, she turns eight in August, and um, she kind of sits with me and asks me what I'm doing and why yeah. I'm doing it and what's happening, and I don't want to put her off, but also yeah. I don't want her following in my footsteps almost falling into IT as I did. It wasn't a career choice. It was just something yeah. that happened and, and I went with a flow kind of thing. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Do you know, it, it can be a bit of a thank, thankless task working in IT. I think you get a lot of heat from the business. Again, rightly or wrongly, but in some business, not every business. But yeah, you, it's, you, it's you get a lot of heat. It's the whole the old saying, isn't it? Like when everything's broken, what do we pay you for? And when everything's yeah. working, what do we pay you for? Yeah, yeah. It's there's there's no right or wrong. It's it's just one of those things. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I think if you just throw yourself into whatever role you you end up kind of deciding's the, the starting point for you on your career journey, just give it your all. I think just embrace it with warts and all because you, you'll have kind of. You know, you'll have folk who are winding you up. Maybe it's not as bad in the workplace these days if you're a new start. But, you know, I remember starting the bank and the older folk would kind of wind you up as they had been wound up. Well, there's a new, the newbie. Let's see what we can get them to do. Being sent down <laughs> sent down the hardware shop for a glass hammer and a couple or of scores. For a long wait or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, we've been there. We've been there before. Um, quick fire now. Prime or Netflix? Oh, Prime. Uh, Mac or PC? I know the answer to PC. this one. Uh, workspace, Google Workspace, 365 or something else? Oh, something else? Because I, I just don't know what the something else would be. Uh... <laughs> Anything but those two. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh. Uh, oh God, who would it be? Oh no, I'm rubbish at this one. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Kurt Cobain, I think I have a chat with him, see what was going on in his head. Um, who else? Who would be quite interesting? I think Queen would be quite interesting. Yeah. Have a wee natter with her. Um, oh, third one, John Lennon. That'll be fine. <laughs> John Lennon. Good effort. Right. Um, just closing up now. Um, if you oh, I wanted to do more quick fire stuff, Rich, I need, to, I need to practice, <laughs> and I need to get more in. I need to write some more. Maybe you yeah. can come back on it in, a, in 18 months' time and we can do it again. Yeah, man. Yeah, do it. <clears throat> um, so, if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you say? I don't know, just get on better. Yeah, I, I, just, be nice. just be nice. Just be nice. Do you know, but it, true, we, we, we work, we're kind of we're very combative aren't we we kind of russia ukraine you know politics in the uk kind of division across the country whether it's as a result of kind of people's thoughts on immigration or you know scottish, scottish nationalism whatever it's or, yeah, yeah just everywhere. brutal just brutal and ah oh, yeah come on folks we're all we've all got a tough job to do to navigate life and it's life's tough enough without having to deal with some of the crap which is going on around us why do we make it so difficult for one another anyway yeah just be nice chill out everyone <laughs> and have a brew dog beer oh there we go and that would absolutely <laughs> make everyone happy it doesn't have to be a beer we'd make cider rum gin vodka we cater for many tastes <laughs> Happy days, and, yeah. and that, that that's me done. That's me covered. Nice one. Um, Enjoyed thanks that, very much for coming on. It's been good to chat to you, and mm. yeah, we're we're sorted out again. And I'll make sure I've got more quick fire for you next time. Happy days, loved it, Rich. Good to speak to you. Cheers. Take care.